Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello, hello. Hello, girlfriend. How are you? Oh, I'm just wonderful. How are you? I'm good. It's Monday and we are leaving town next Monday. I am so excited. Where are you going again? We're going to Colorado. Oh, fun. Where in Colorado? Well, we are staying in Keystone. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to go to Colorado Springs so we can, he wants to, my husband uh, wants to take us to the base where he was stationed at when he was in the army and lived there. Um, so yeah, I didn't know him during that time in his life. So I'm excited to see that part of him. Do you guys have any family in Colorado or you just decided, Hey, we're going to go to Colorado. So we, no, we do, we do not have family. Uh, we went there for our honeymoon almost, oh gosh, 17 and a half years ago. And then we went back. I know, right. We're old. And then we went back, uh, for our 10 year anniversary as well, both during, the winter months and I've never been in the summer. Mm-hmm. So my husband is a total mountain guy. And mm-hmm. every time we've always done vacation, it's always been somewhere beachy. So it was like, okay, it's time our girls learn that there are other places to vacation besides the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, it's beautiful. I mean, we, we have friends that live in Colorado. Um, I haven't been in, it's been a while. I think yeah. the last time was right before Liam. I was pregnant with Liam. I went, my best friend got married. Um, and so it was four years. I was very, very pregnant. Um, and I was a bridesmaid. I, I had to wear a black dress with a purple sash. I, I felt like um, Ursula from <laughs> Little Mermaid. Because <laughs> it was like a strapless dress. And it, it was like a... A flowy kind of a-line dress so yeah I felt like Ursula and my hair was on top of my head and yeah oh my so gosh. um but no it's gorgeous my husband keeps trying to move us out that way and I'm just I'm like no I'm I'm good right here in Texas um, yeah because yeah. he well he tries to move us to Utah which mm. have you ever been to Utah no, I have not it is absolutely gorgeous and really oh my goodness so so beautiful it's like one of the most beautiful states i've ever been in and there's it's very like outdoorsy like there's tons of outdoor stuff to do it's very family friendly if you're you like you know hiking um Mm -hmm. mountain you know um camping uh skiing snowboarding all those things uh definitely check out utah it's okay but you know, we lived there for five years and while I loved it there, um, I'm so happy we live in Texas. (laughs) Well, that's because I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason. I figured. I know. Yeah. I know. It was a big change, but I really appreciate your husband taking one for the team. So you're right. That's good. good. He's definitely taking one for the team. He does not like the Texas weather. No. Well, you know what? I've lived here all my life and I don't really like the Texas weather, but I can't imagine being anywhere else. So. Right. Well, I told him, I said, okay, if we move somewhere else, 
how do you feel about us moving somewhere tropical? He's like, um, we are somewhere tropical. That's what I'm trying no. to get away from. I'm like, no, no, no. Was- <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. He was thinking like the humidity, like the climate. I'm like, no, no, no. There's other tropical places that aren't like this. <laughs> no, this, this is not tropical. This yeah. is just gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tropical means palm trees and a breeze blowing and a cabana boy bringing me a pina colada while I sit on the beach. Right. And white sand. Yes. That is not this. clear water. And I yeah. don't know about you, but the last time I went to Galveston, it was not white sand, nor was it anywhere near crystal clear water. No. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was like, oh, yeah. So. <sighs> That's funny. But he, he, yeah, he wants to move us to, or somewhere, he just likes cooler climates and dry climates. Like, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I could too, but I'm like, no, sorry, you married the wrong girl. That's yeah. just not my style. <laughs> I love the cold um, as long as I can stay inside. Or I love, <laughs> I love, you know, the snow mm-hmm. as long as I don't have to drive in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. like driving in snow. Um, and I love, you know, snowboarding, but my husband, he won't let me snowboard. He's afraid I'm going to kill myself because <laughs> I, well, di- I almost died one time. But <laughs> seeing, seeing as how you fall into ditches, you know. I know. And- oh, my gosh. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> I still laugh about it to this day. It was, it was pretty funny. It was comical. We were coming off the ski lift. Him mm-hmm. and I together. And um, so have you ever been snowboarding? Yeah, I'll tell you about my one time when you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, when you go snowboarding, so your feet latch into the board, like both feet on one board, as opposed to skiing where you have two different, like, I don't know what they call them, boards. They call them something else, but the binding anyway, skis, whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> And so one is strapped in and the other one is free when you're on the lift. So when you come off the lift, you have to hop off with your one foot attached and the other one has to just step on it and basically you slide almost like a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I went, we were coming up over the mountain and you couldn't see how far the drop was at the drop off and um I went to go jump off and I didn't realize and my foot didn't quite step on the snowboard right mm. and so I ended up going down and I took my husband with me well the leg that was attached to the board came up and over my other uh-huh. leg that was not attached and I uh-huh. face planted right into the snow and I couldn't move. I just physically could not get up because how I was pinned down mm-hmm. and there's people behind us coming off of the lift uh-huh. and I was like blocking the way. And so, and you know, because you couldn't see until you got right up there, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to avoid hitting me. And, of course, my husband's down on the ground because I pulled him down when I went down. So, <laughs> face planted into the ground. And I'm like, 
<laughs> my, we were with some friends and my friend Blake he came over ran over and like grabbed me like pulled me by the jacket like out of the way because I was like dead weight at that point mm-hmm. um, and they still make fun of me every time I see them they're like yeah that's funny so this is my time where I almost died again you know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> need some help. I do. <laughs> it was fun, though, um, but he won't let me go. And then, oh, and then, so one of my other friends who had never been snowboarding before, he actually did really good, but he was tired and he didn't want to ride back down. And I had jacked up my knee when I fell. So he rode back the lip with me instead of going down the mountain. Well, um, he had borrowed my friend's board and we were getting up off the on the lift and going down the mountain. Well, he accidentally dropped the board and the board went flying down the mountain by itself. Oh gosh. Which is like one of the worst things that could ever happen. I mean, they uh-huh. were, yeah, because you could get hurt. So I mean somebody could get hurt really bad, you know, yeah. with a, a board. <laughs> just flying around by itself yeah seeing it coming so um yeah it was was, (laughs) I mean it was comical but at the same time it was a serious issue and so we got reprimanded when we got down to the bottom I was like what's on purpose but I know right so anyways that's that's my snowboarding story that's funny so funny (laughs) oh my goodness well, anyway, so right. so <laughs> let's get to our topic. All right. So today, um, we're going to talk about getting your body back after a baby. Yes. So, yes. Which I, I've had a lot of um, either pregnant clients come to me or women that have just had babies that are trying to get their body back in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I get questions like this all the time of, okay, how can I, what's the best way to get my body back in shape or what can I do or mm-hmm. where do I start? Um, well, you know, babies play a huge toll on your body. So many changes your body goes through, you know, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, so many things that you don't read about that you find out about. And you're like, well, why the hell did nobody tell me about this? Right. <laughs> so, um, and honestly, in the most ideal situation, if you can get your body in shape before having baby, not mm-hmm. while you're pregnant, but like, you know, before the whole even planning of having baby, baby that's going to be the most ideal. It's going to mm-hmm. help you in so many ways. It's going to help you not gain a bunch of weight. It's going to help you during delivery, um, during the actual childbirthing part. Um, mm-hmm. It'll help you with your recovery. Mm-hmm. Really, if you can, you know, get a good grasp on your health, on eating right, on exercising – beforehand obviously that's going to be the best case scenario now in a real world or in a perfect world that would be the scenario but Mm -hmm. in the real world you know it doesn't work out like that and it doesn't mean that while you're pregnant you can't be exercising and eating well 
And definitely, you know, afterwards, you want to exercise and eat well. So we're going to talk about a couple different ways um, or techniques, things you can do to keep your body in shape after baby. Um, So eating right, exercising. Now, if you're pregnant and you're like, oh, well, I, I don't want to gain a bunch of weight. I want to stay healthy. Um, and even if you've already started out the journey overweight, um, but you're currently not exercising, you're currently not eating well, you'll hear a lot of experts say, oh, now is not the time to start an exercise program. I disagree with that. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you why. Same. Because, yeah. Because you need to, right now, you're growing an, an, a human being in your body. You are its vessel. Everything you eat, it eats. You know, all the activity, all the things you do for your health, you're doing for its health. So why wouldn't you do the best that you can do during that time? Because that is the one time you can really control, you know, what they're what they're eating or, you know, the um, exercise, the activity that they're getting, you know? So it's important to focus on that. Now, I will tell you that there are going to be limitations on what you can do. Like, obviously, you don't want to start a super intense kickboxing class when you're pregnant, or you don't want to start a brand new advanced level hit class, um, you still need to be mindful of the fact that, Hey, you're pregnant. You, you still need to be cautious. Um, you have to watch your body temperature. I'm trying to remember, do you remember what, at what point is the max point for body temperature during pregnancy? Oh my gosh. I have no girl. It's been almost 11 years since I was pregnant. No, I can't remember. There is, I want to say it's like, you don't want to get your body temp above 100 and your heart rate above. Oh, I have to look it up. You guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, (laughs) I can't, I can look it up. I can look it up. That would be perfect. Um, but there is a point. So those are things you're going to monitor, want to monitor while you're pregnant And then at certain points of your pregnancy, like the second and third trimester, you really should not be doing any exercises on your back. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do have certain limitations. And if you're working with a trainer, um, they should be able to give you that information or you can you can Google it. You can look it up. At what point in my pregnancy can I not be on my back or what my temperature should be at or what my heart rate should be at. But you can absolutely start a workout program during your pregnancy if you're not already active. And actually, I recommend it. You just have to be mindful and really pay attention to what your body's doing and telling you during that time. I found a, I did a quick Google search here and Okay, this is from thebump.com. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't used know that, that app when I was pregnant. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't think that was a thing when I was pregnant. Um, so I don't know the validity of this, right? But just on a quick overview of this and another search, it said um, 
In the past, it's recommended that women keep their heart rate below 140 beats per minute, but those strict Mm -hmm. guidelines have since been eliminated. Experts now say you don't need to stick to any specific heart rate limits while exercising during pregnancy. And I, I, I tie it more to temperature because your Mm -hmm. body, you can't overheat. In my opinion, I would say that 140, I would still use that as a guideline. Because you don't want your body to overheat while you're pregnant. You don't want your heart rate to get up too much to where you can't control it. So I think mm-hmm. 140 is is good. Yeah, I'm going to look that up too because I'm curious because it's been – I remember being pregnant and, you know, you're not supposed to take like hot baths or get in the sauna. I think that's still a thing. Well, heat, heat can cause um, – what is it? Um What's the term for pre-labor? Pre, um, not pre-eclampsia. That's, no, that's the thing. It, um, can, it, uh, it can cause contraction, like early contractions. Yeah. And put you into pre-labor is what um, overheating can do, basically. Like, the why they say to stay away from saunas when stay away from hot tubs, um, so, again, you don't want your body to overheat something that you want to avoid. Um, also, hmm. it's recommended that women should only gain 15 to 35 pounds during your pregnancy. So, that whole eating for two thing. Um, yes, you are eating for two. And, again... Um, you should be mindful of the fact that you're eating for two, but it doesn't mean that you get to eat double servings. It just means that you get to up your calories just a little bit. And I would talk with your, um, your OB to figure Mm -hmm. out where you should be because it varies. If you were underweight going into pregnancy, um, they're going to want you to put on more weight. If you're overweight, they're going to want you to put on less weight. So you should really talk with your OB or if you're seeing a nutritionist um, as far as where, uh, how much weight you should be gaining and where your calories should be. Mm -hmm. But the whole mentality of, well, I'm eating for two. (sighs) Sorry, (laughs) ladies. It's not an excuse to eat like a jerk. Right. Like, okay. Yes. You are eating for two. So you should be eating the best, most nutritious quality food that you mm-hmm. can because whatever you're getting, baby is getting. Yep. And again, this is the one time that you can really re- control everything they're getting because they're getting it all from you. Right. So in that sense, yes, you're eating for two, but it doesn't mean that you get to – it's not an excuse to overeat. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, because – whatever you eat and baby doesn't use and your body can't use, it gets stored as fat. Right. And at some point you're going to be like, wow, I really wish I wouldn't have eaten all that junk food while I was pregnant. Cause now I have to lose it all. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just think about that. Um, all right. So eating exercising important before, during, and especially afterwards, but you have to, after baby comes, so just say that you didn't eat the best during and afterwards 
you are like, okay, I, you know, I'm really kind of disgusted with how I let my body go. And I really want to lose maybe, or maybe you only have 10 pounds to lose, you know, whatever it it is. Um, you have to give your body time to recover after baby comes and how long that time is it's based on each individual. Of course, it also depends on whether you delivered vaginally or you had a C-section um, those play factors in it as well. Right. But, and so six to 10 weeks is usually about the time, depending on your delivery, um, how you delivered baby is about the time you would need to recover. Mm-hmm. So let your body heal. And then once your body heals, you, during that time, you can come up with a plan. You can start figuring out, okay, how, how am I going to come back from baby? And, you know, what's my nutrition going to look like? What's my exercise going to look like? And don't feel like you have to, like, just jump in all gung-ho because you will get burnt out real quick. If you're planning yourself a seven-day a week, one hour each day workout plan, and you're only giving yourself 1,200 calories. And I hope, I pray to God that if you just had a baby, you are not limiting yourself to 1,200 calories, especially Mm -hmm. if you are breastfeeding because your um, breast milk supply is going to dry up real quick. Mm -hmm. So you you have to give yourself time. Again, patience. We talk about this every podcast. You have to be patient. Mm -hmm. It's going to take time. I mean, it took you nine months to build an entire human being in your body. Mm -hmm. And during that nine months, your body was doing all kinds of funky things. It was shifting. It was like hormones were changing, you know, um, bones were moving around. Uh, All kinds of things were happening. You can't just expect that you have the baby, you get the okay from the doctor and everything's going to bounce back like that. Because it doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. Unfortunately. No. <laughs> so you have to be patient. You have to give yourself time. And along with your, um, you know, building strength up, if you think about it, the very first time that you worked out, you know, and how long it took you to get to your goals to mm-hmm. your strength goals. It probably, I mean, it probably took you several months to mm-hmm. get there, to really get there. I mean, you might've seen progress within the first four to six weeks, but to get to your end goal I mean, for me, and I don't know about you, Barry, but every single time I had a baby, I started working out shortly after I got the okay. And it took, and I didn't gain a whole lot of weight. Um, I think my biggest baby was 35, 35 pounds. Um, and it took me about a year after every single one to get my body back. Now I was only able to work out during one of those pregnancies. Um, Mm -hmm. but even then it still took me about a year to get my body back. And I'm not just talking about like physical appearance. I'm talking about strength. I'm talking about where I was 
really content with, with how I felt, um, how I looked, all of the things. Yeah. Well, I only had the one pregnancy. Um, and mine, mine was not the same. I, um, I was working out regularly before Mm -hmm. I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And when I got pregnant, I was essentially grounded Mm -hmm. um, because it was considered high risk because we went through fertility. So I legitimately wasn't allowed to do anything. My doctor didn't even want me to vacuum. Um, So I did not work out during my pregnancy and I was incredibly sick the first trimester. So it wouldn't have been an option anyway. Um, I don't know how much weight I gained. I have no idea. Um, I never looked at the scale. (laughs) Um, I know it wasn't an an exorbitant amount though, because I was all baby. Yeah. Um, Well, you had two. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, you couldn't tell I was pregnant from the back, Mm -hmm. um, which was extremely painful. And I was one of those, (laughs) I was one of those ones that people don't like that I bounced Uh back pretty Uh quickly. Um, which was nice because I fit back into my clothes rather quickly. Mm -hmm. But then I, I slowly kind of gained after the first, I don't know, year because I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took me a long time to kind of bounce back after that. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, with me, I was working out before one, I was working out during the other two is not, but it, like you said, it took me about, and I was able to fit into my clothes afterwards. I actually, I really never wore maternity clothes. I hated maternity clothes. I would just take, mm, I, I just took a rubber band and attached it to mm-hmm. my, <laughs> my jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had one of those belly bands. So you couldn't tell that I had a rubber band, you know, mm, to get my yeah. jeans together. But to really get my body back to where, um, I felt the strength, like my core strength was good. Um, you know, because you can't be on your back, you know, the last semester, tri- semester, trimester, mm-hmm. um, even the second one, it, I discourage it a lot, you know, towards the end of it. But so you're limited on the exercises you can do for your, for your abdominal muscles. Right now, of course, you still, there are still exercises that you can do. Um, you just got to get creative, but they're still not going to be as good as what you could do, provided you didn't have this big mass, you know, in your, in your front midsection. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it just took some time and I had to learn to be patient and, and your body because it's going through all these changes, it's never going to be the same. So you keep, Oh yeah. I mean, mine was, you know, while I, while I was one of those girls that you want to punch because I I got back into my clothes quickly, things are just not the same. Mm -mm. Um, Just because they fit me doesn't mean that it, what was underneath looked the same because it didn't. Oh Um, yeah. You know? So I have, just, you have to give yourself grace. Oh yeah, my goodness. I have skin that hangs now. Mm. I mean, you can tell I've got abs, like I've got muscle, but I have skin that just hangs and there's not mm-hmm. really a whole lot I can do about that unless I want to have surgery and I don't um, right. because it's just loose skin because I was, how old was I when I, I was 36 when I had my last one. And so. Were you really? Oh mm-hmm, my gosh. Mm-hmm. 
So it was 36 when I had my last one. And your skin over time just loses elasticity. And even though I Mm -hmm. didn't gain. Now, I don't really have stretch marks. I never really got stretch marks. I mean, I might have like one or two little ones. But in my front, like it's just loose skin. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, there's really nothing you can do about that. Nope. Um, so you just got to roll with it. <laughs> you do. I mean, I have that nice little overhang from my C-section star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We all have our battle wounds, right? Your little, <laughs> your little kangaroo pouch. My little shelf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Somebody called it something the other day, and I was like, I've never heard anybody call it that before, but I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. Anyways. Okay. So now breastfeeding is another way that can help you burn some calories um you can burn like between six and eight hundred calories a day breastfeeding which is pretty pretty awesome um but just because you're breastfeeding doesn't mean that you can eat whatever you want um and you still have to eat good wholesome nutritious foods because remember baby's getting what you're getting Mm -hmm. so um and you're probably going to be more hungry when you're breastfeeding because you're, you know, just like when you work out, you tend to be more hungry because you're expending all this energy. Mm-hmm. So it's not an excuse to pick out, but you do want to make sure that you're getting adequate, adequate amount of calories. And that's mm-hmm. going to vary from person to person. So I can't give you a number, an exact number. That's something I would talk with your doctor about, or if you're seeing a nutritionist, um, talk to your nutritionist about. Um, but you want to make sure that you do have a good proper diet, eating mm-hmm. lots of good wholesome foods, and drinking lots of water. Mm-hmm. Because water will also um, help you with your um, milk supply. Mm-hmm. Me, when I was pregnant, every single, with every single pregnancy, I just never produced enough. And mm-hmm. I struggled to drink a lot. I struggled to eat when I was pregnant. Uh, I'm not pregnant mm-hmm. um, when I was breastfeeding. Um, but I especially struggled in drinking water. It was one of the few times in my life. And it affected my milk supply. And I tried, tried, tried. But I was just so, you know, tired and um, trying to keep up. And me, when I get tired, I do the opposite of what people do. I don't eat. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to eat more when they get tired. Mm-hmm. I do that. Like I do the opposite. Or if I'm busy, I don't eat. And it's not mm-hmm. because I'm trying not to eat. I'm trying to starve myself. It's just, I get busy and I forget. So it's, you have to, force yourself at times if that if that's you to eat because you got to keep that milk supply up right um and talking about sleep (laughs) so when another important thing you need to do to get your body back after baby is you have to get sleep and i know Mm -hmm. people are listening and being like ha 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 your mom you know that that is just not a thing right you have to pick and choose Mm-hmm. you know you've got first off you have to set up uh, as much of a sleep schedule as you can now if you got a newborn they just sleep whenever so you sleep when they sleep and 
if you've got other little ones at home, I know that can be a struggle. So maybe you see if your significant other or if you have family that can help out. Or maybe that's when you take a family nap. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, try to set it up to where, you know, you're all sleeping at the same time. Or if it's just you and baby, you sleep when baby sleeps. And you know what? If the sink is full of dishes, then the sink is going to stay full of dishes. You need to figure out what is a priority. And honestly, the priority is to make sure that your baby is taken care of and that you're getting sleep. Because if you are not getting sleep, then you're no good to that. You can't take care of the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's really important. Sleep can really affect your metabolism. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know that we talked about in past episodes, Um, your hormones are connected to your sleep. Um, So if your hormones are out of whack, so is your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you're getting a good amount of sleep um, because, okay, just think about it. And I'm not, maybe not everybody's had a baby, um, but I'm sure everybody's worked at some point in their life. Just say you're at work, you're exhausted um, because either you partied the night before or you had to work late on a project. Um, And in order to stay awake, what do you do? You reach for some coffee um, or, you know, a donut or something that's going to give you a quick shot of energy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all done it. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it something that you needed? Maybe not. Like you probably didn't need that donut um, calorie wise, but you're, you needed that boost of energy and you felt like you would get that from that donut. Um, Okay. So later that day, because you're still tired, you know, you only got that quick jolt of energy from that donut. You are like, I'm too tired. I can't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So you miss your workout because your energy levels aren't there. And then You decide on the way home, well, I really don't feel like cooking dinner. I'm really tired. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to pick up some takeout. Okay. So you see this, like, vicious cycle that we've got going? How Mm -hmm. lack of sleep, it just basically sabotaged your whole day. Mm -hmm. And this continues to happen. At some point, it's going to affect your waistline. Well, having a baby. Same thing, like you are not getting the sleep you need. So you grab whatever, you know, quick thing you're, that's next to you is going to give you energy. And then you decide to maybe be a little bit more lazy, maybe not take the baby for a walk that day because you don't have the energy. And then you're like, oh, we're just going to order pizza for tonight. Mm-hmm. So all because you're not getting enough sleep. And again, Mm -hmm. I know that sleep with a newborn can be extremely difficult, um, but you rest when you can. And then if you need a friend or a family member to come over and look after the baby for a while, then that's what you should do. I mean, my husband and I, like when um, he took a couple weeks off after we had each one of the kids and he would take the night shift and I would take the daytime shift. Mm -hmm. So he would sleep during the day or sleep later in the day. And I would sleep at night to a certain time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just so I could get the sleep. And I was breastfeeding or I was pumping so he could, Mm -hmm. you know, feed the baby. Not everybody has that luxury, but at least if, you know, the baby doesn't need to eat right that second, you know, you can have somebody else jump in and help out. Right. And I don't know if you were going to go here, so I apologize if I'm um, derailing, but one thing I think it's important to mention too is um, for my, my mom, my new mommy clients is sometimes they don't need to be working out. Yeah. For sometimes sure. you need to prioritize rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all goes back to the sleep thing, you know, and, but I know how it is. You want your body back. You know, you've been growing a human for nine months. You may be breastfeeding and you just want your body back. You just want to feel normal again, feel like yourself. Right. Um, but sometimes adding in an exercise routine and forcing yourself to go through that is not always the healthiest option for you and can cause more damage. Um, so definitely if you are sorely lacking in sleep as a new mom, which is totally common, don't feel like you have to have the added pressure Mm -hmm. of adding in a strenuous workout routine. It's, it's just not the time. Right. I mean, again, remember you're, you need to do it for your health, not for how you look in a bikini. Right. And I mean, you know, we all, most of us care about what we look like and and I get it. You and I are both moms. Like we, we know what that's like, but I wish I would have had somebody drill. I didn't work out right away because I couldn't, but I just, these are just things I wish somebody would have told me at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just to give myself a lot more grace and Ugh, it's just, it's so hard. All the hormones and the emotions oh, that are yeah. flying. Oh my goodness. It's so hard. I get it. I mean, you just want to feel beautiful again, but you do, you know what? Yeah. That baby that you're holding thinks you that you are that. The, well, that, and that <laughs> baby thinks you are the most beautiful thing in the world. And right? honestly, that baby in that moment is all that matters. Right. So that's, you know, that's where your focus needs to be. I know that we we want to feel good about ourselves. Um, but you really have to focus on that little person that you brought into the world that you're blessed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, when there is a point that it is a good time for you to exercise, mm-hmm. you should do that. But yes. definitely you need to make sure that you're taking care of that baby. You're eating the right things and you're getting the sleep. Right. You can do wonders just by focusing on your nutrition and sleeping Absolutely. well Absolutely. and getting your water and the, and the exercise will just be an added bonus, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, what? when you do exercise, um, you don't want to just jump into like, you know, these hit classes or these boot camp classes or, you know, kickboxing, mm-hmm. um, you want to do more like core strengthening type classes you know, Pilates and yoga are extremely, extremely good postnatal workouts. Um, bridging exercises, mm-hmm. pelvic tilts, walking. I mean, you that's something you could do even – I mean, you could just put your baby in a stroller and take it for a walk. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, light weight lifting after your doctor has cleared you. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these are great post – Needle exercises um, that can potentially help you lose weight and help you strengthen, weaken muscles. Also, you know, help with reducing back pain that we get during pregnancy. 
um, or leg cramps, get those nasty leg cramps. And exercising, it will help improve your sleep too. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you need to make sure that you're ready for that portion. Right, Um, right. And, you know, when you are ready, you need to focus on building that core, you know, that area that baby called home for nine months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to focus on building up that area, in my opinion, first. Like that needs to be a priority mm-hmm. because all of your movement stems from your core. And if that area is weak and you start strengthening other areas, you are setting yourself up for a, a whole lot of potential injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is going to set you back even further in your goals. Cause mm-hmm. now you're having to fix all those injuries Instead of focusing on the weight loss that you're originally focusing on. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you be patient with yourself, that you give yourself grace and you figure out what's most important in this situation, which is that baby Mm -hmm. and your health, not your, you know, aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So... Yes. That's I mean that's about all I have with this yep. great great information. And I think um you touched on this in the beginning, but you know, depending on what your if you're going into a pregnancy healthy and fit and you're already exercising, um, there's no reason why you can't continue on that same path. Right. Uh, you just the biggest thing that I tell my clients to is just listen to your body. Your body will tell you what you can and can't do. Um, it, it really, really does. I have, I've had a couple clients that they got pregnant in the middle of, of, of working with me trying to lose weight and get stronger. And we kept on the same path. We just scaled back as needed, you know, listening to their body and modified some things as needed. And mm-hmm. they did beautifully beautifully and as soon as they were cleared they eased right back into it um our bodies are amazing machines and they pretty much tell us what we need all of the time and we just tend to think that we're better and smarter and can (laughs) ignore what our body is telling us um so yeah just listen to what listen to what it's telling you and give yourself some grace along the way exactly um You know, and then if you're still not sure, then seek a professional. Yep. Always, always. And when I say seek a professional, not necessarily your doctor. Your gynecologist is not versed in, well, he he or she may be, but it's very few and far between from my experience. Um, They're not very versed in exercise science. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending... I don't know. I feel like more of them are starting to come around. It, um, well, you should still consult with your doctor as far as your health yes. goes. Because you may have yes. other limitations. But um, if you your know. doctor tells you, oh, no, you don't need to exercise or do anything while you're pregnant and you have no complications, you may get another opinion. Yeah. I, yes, definitely. <laughs> but if there's, if you have a history, um, yes. you know, a medical history that Okay, maybe you should, you know, just say um, your past pregnancy, you suffered from 
preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, want to monitor you and possibly put you on bed rest. Well, you shouldn't be exercising if that's what your doctor instructed you to do. Right. So if they ta- instructed you to do bed rest. But yep. if you don't have any complications or any pre-existing conditions that suggest that you shouldn't be exercising, then yes, at that point, I would, I would get another opinion just to make yeah. sure. Um, but it's, it's good to be active as much as you can, um, Mm -hmm. at any point in your life, pretty much. I can't think of any time where it was bad for somebody to go for a walk. If anything, you're going outside enjoying the fresh air. Right. We're not asking you to run a marathon. Right. So just get your blood pumping, get your, you know, heart beating, like, it's, it's good for you. Yes. Yes, it is. Get out there and, and get some exercise in. Everybody can do that. So. Yes. All right, girlfriend. Well, All thank right. you. You're very welcome. Very All right. right. <laughs> Catch you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.